why there are no excuses for the Twins' latest rut and a rut that's lasted, it feels like, over a month. When we'll see the Twins' number eight pick tonight in the MLB Draft, Brooks Lee, all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, July 17th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Now. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com. And going now is the Blue Now anniversary sale Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Again, this is Nash Walker. Been running at Twins Daily for four seasons. Been hosting this podcast for three seasons. Why there are no excuses for the Twins' latest rut. And then when are we going to see the Twins' first-round pick this year, Brooks Lee? They selected eighth overall in the draft tonight. Make no mistake, the Twins are limping into the All-Star break. They finished up their first half. They got lambasted by the Chicago White Sox today. And since May 24th, the Minnesota Twins are 23-28. and They've lost seven of their last 10. And the reason I don't think there's any excuses for this is they're basically at full strength. I know they're missing Bailey Ober. They're missing Trevor Larnick. They were missing Joe Smith, but Joe Smith hasn't been good for them you know, since the start of the season. They're missing a couple guys, and, and missing Bailey Ober sucks. Like, you really would like to have Bailey Ober, but it's nothing out of the ordinary for any other team to be missing a couple guys. They've had Sonny Gray. They've had Joe Ryan. I know they haven't had Sonny for that entire stretch. They haven't had Joe for that entire stretch. But in their last 10 games, losing seven of those, they don't have many excuses in, in my estimation. You know, sometimes you can look and be like, okay, we're missing Byron Buxton for – eight of those games. We were missing Carlos Correa. Once Correa comes back, the offense will be more of a rhythm. We were missing Joe Ryan. We need Joe Ryan. None of that's true. What it boils down to, it's very simple. In these last 10 and in July overall, the the rotation in July, here are the numbers. Sonny Gray made three starts before the break in July. 9.45 earned run average, 9.45. Joe Ryan, three starts, 2.20 ERA. Very good for Joe Ryan. So props to Joe for turning it around after the COVID stuff. And I know that he hasn't looked good. The numbers have looked pretty solid, at least in the ERA category. Devin Smeltzer, three starts, 8.76 ERA in July. Dylan Bundy, three starts, 4.70 ERA, and he's looked the best among them. Josh Winder and Chris Archer combined to make three starts in July so far and have a 6.75 ERA. That's untenable. You can't have the ace of your staff with a 9.45 ERA and three starts. There are ups and downs to a season, but you know four of these five, and I, I matched up Winder and Archer together because Archer's essentially taking Josh Winder's spot when Archer was injured. Winder filled in for him, and they made three combined starts for an ERA near seven. Four of these five, not good. Bundy at 4.70 looks pretty solid. When you put him against this group, Dylan Bundy at a 470 ERA should be the worst among these five. And at the very least should be the fourth best. Sonny Gray at 945. You can't have that. So it's pretty simple for me. 
Why are they losing? Why have they lost seven of their last 10? Sonny Gray's got a 945 ERA in his last three starts. Devin Smeltzer had 876 when they were really relying on him in the wake of Bailey Ober's injury. Winder and Archer, 675. This is why, folks. That's why the Twins are losing. It's why the Twins have a losing record since May 24th. It's less so those guys in the last, you know, 10 games. As I said, Ryan and Gray missed some time. The Twins also had that nine-game stretch where they went five and four against Toronto, the Yankees, and the Rays. They had some tough parts of their schedule during that stretch, but especially recently, limping into the break like this, I don't think that they have many excuses. It would be easy to, if they had an injury, to point at an injury of a key player and say, that's why we got absolutely worked this weekend by the White Sox. They don't have excuses. They're just not performing. And they haven't performed for a while now to the level we saw at the beginning of the season. There's peaks and valleys to every year. You know, even the Yankees will have tough stretches this year, as crazy as that sounds. They might not, but like the Yankees, this Yankees team is historic in terms of record. Every team's going to have peaks and valleys. Every team's going to go through little ruts. You can't have Sonny Gray at a 945 yard. You can't have your third best starter, Devin Smeltzer, at an 876 ERA. It's not tenable. You're not going to win a lot of games. The reason the Twins won a lot of games at the beginning of the season, the reason they started 27 and 16 is because they pitched very, very, very well. And their starters almost every single night gave them a chance to win. You can't blame the offense for this. I know they put up a zero today. Dylan Cease was amazing. He's been amazing all first half. It's a shitty development for the Twins. Excuse my French. When you look at this rotation, you you can't have these results from the top of your from the top of your group. You just can't have it from Sonny Gray. Uh, you can't have that from Devin Smeltzer. We're not talking about a five ERA, which would be bad. We're talking about an ERA near ten. We're talking about Sonny Gray going out there and serving up a meatball to Luis Robert on Friday night in a huge game, or Thursday night in a huge game in game one of this series against the White Sox. It's it's not sustainable. It's why the Twins have lost a lot. And again, it's hard to blame the offense. I know they've been shut out, but they're not really being they're not giving a, a chance in these games. Like they have early deficits often. Over the last 10, has the offense been great? No, but they've had their moments. They scored a bunch of runs in Texas. You know, they scored runs in this series a little bit. Not not a great series overall for the Twins. They scored runs and they lost games they should have won. The offense, the offense gave the, the Twins pitching a chance. The Twins pitching did not give the Twins offense a chance. Um, it's frustrating and, and we'll break it down more over the all-star break and, and talk about the trade deadline, especially and how they can get better. And uh, coming up, I'm going to ask the question, are the Twins legit? But first, when are we going to see Brooks Lee in the majors? Estimated time of arrival. This pick, what I think of it, the Twins look like they got the best college bat in the draft. It's all coming up after this word from Blue Nile. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment. Find the best jewelry at BlueNile.com, modern convenience of online shopping. You can find jewelry as unique as her. If you're looking for jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget right now. You can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces 
and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. That's a key. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. When are we going to see Brooks Lee, Twins' first round pick? I think it's so funny that the Twins picked eighth. It's just a sober reminder of how bad last year was, especially considering the Royals are picking ninth. And now you look in, the Twins are in first place, I know, uninspiringly, but the Royals are, are awful. And a year ago, the Royals had a better record than the Minnesota Twins, which, silver lining, Twins got a better pick. They picked eighth tonight. Uh, they picked Brooks Lee from Cal Poly. Hit 341 there, 426 on base, slugged 647 OPS, well over 1,000. 25 homers, 53 doubles, four triples in three seasons at Cal Poly. He's 21 years old, second base, third base defensively. Um, he's switch hitter, which I really like. And I'd put his estimated time of arrival and 2024. And I think that way, because he's an advanced college bat, he's not going to be up immediately, but I think he'll be up relatively soon. And Cam Collier was available to the twins here at this pick 17 year old Keith law ranked him as the second best prospect in the draft. He was available at number eight for the twins and he's a third baseman. So very similar to Brooks Lee. The difference though, is like, you're not going to see Collier until like 2027 or 2028. He's 17 years old. Brooks Lee fits the mold of guys they've selected in the first round of their drafts and Brent Rooker and Matt Walner and Aaron Sabato and Trevor Larnick. And some of those guys haven't worked out. Some look like they may, and some is to be determined, but they have a style and they like to pick, pick advanced college bats. Generally, there's a higher floor. Generally, they will reach the majors quicker and it's a lower variance pick. When you take a college bat, if they raked at a high level in college, you, you in theory have a better chance of becoming a major league hitter. And I think the twins buy into that. I love that Brooks Lee is a switch hitter. Always love that. I think, you know, as an eighth overall pick, there's a chance that he could move up extremely fast. And Keith law said he has the best hit tool among any college prospect this year. So he can hit bat to ball skills showed a little bit of power at Cal poly, but I think there's a feeling that he could tap into more power and the twins have had a way of doing that. I know a lot of things have gone wrong for the twins you know, developmentally, and they've made some mistakes and the pitching pipeline is still TBD when it should be here and starting to, to kind of churn at the major league level. But they have been able to suck power out of prospects who were contact-oriented hitters like Jose Miranda, like Spencer Steer. They're hoping to do so again with Austin Martin. So they have pieces in place to be able to take more power from Brooks Lee. And Keith Law said this is probably a guy who's, you know, in a couple of all-star games. He may not be a superstar. He could be if they tap into more power and defensively, you know, he's not playing an up the middle premium position that a superstar usually does. But there's a, you know, there's a chance for him here to be a very, very good major league player. And yes, my favorite part about it is that he's 21 years old. He already played three years at college. I, I, you know, I'm going to be in this for the long run. I'm going to, we're going to see twins prospects in five, 10 years, and I'm going to be here for that. But I would, I'd rather see guys quicker. You know, I'd rather see these guys move up. I'd rather see advanced college bats move quickly. A la Trevor Larnick, a la Alex Kirloff. I know Kirloff was a high school bat, but advanced certainly. Um, and I think Lee fits that mold and I'm excited to see 
what he does in the system. I think he'll get sent to high A right out of the gate and has a chance to move up to Wichita very very quickly and probably starts next year in Wichita, you know, as 22 year old, which puts him right on track, you know, 23, 24 to be into the majors and, and to establish a role by 24, I would hope for Brooks Lee. You never know. Baseball's a crapshoot in the draft. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what these guys, even though you think there's lower variance on a college hitter, there's still variance. There's still pretty moderate variance in, in any pick in the MLB draft. So uh, I'm excited about Brooks Lee. I think he has a chance to be very good. I will be watching him closely. I will be talking about him on this show. You will get updates on Brooks Lee as you do on most Twins prospects. We will have a prospect Friday coming up over the All-Star break. So next Friday, we will have a prospect Friday. And uh, we'll be talking about guys like Brooks Lee. And I'm excited for that. Are the Twins legit? People are just asking. People want to know. And it feels like it changes. They get blown out. They're not legit. They win a big game. Oh, maybe they maybe are they are legit. Are the Twins legit? I'm going to tell you why. I think they are close to being legit after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Are the Twins legit? I'll say it again. This is an unfinished product. This team is is unfinished. So right now, if they went throughout this year with this current group, I would say no, they're not legit. When I say legit, that means a, a true contender to get to October and to an advance in October. You get into the tournament, anything can happen. But to be taken seriously, the Twins will need to make some additions. They've had some breakouts in the first half. Luis Arise has broken out, which is Hard to believe considering he was hitting three-something coming into this year in his career, but he's amazing. Yoan Ron has broken out as a true back-end, nasty, reliable bullpen arm. Alex Kirloff and Jose Miranda, I would also say, have shown, especially in the last couple of weeks, you know, mostly in the last couple of weeks and for Miranda and over a month now, that they can hit at the major league level. So that changes some things, but the biggest difference between now and opening day is that the Twins are in first place. The biggest difference when you think about the trade deadline is that they have a two-game lead on Cleveland. They have a three-game lead on Chicago. So they've gotten to this point in first place. That does not mean that they will end the year in first place. That does not mean that anything that happened in the first half you know, will continue in the second half. Baseball is wonderful. Baseball is weird and crazy things will happen. It also means that whatever trade they make, whoever they trade for is not guaranteed to help the team or hurt the team or do anything to the team. You just have to wait and see how it plays out. If they stay healthy, if they perform at the level they were performing at before for their prior club, it's all up in the air. You take risks. That's why we play the game. We do know that there are eight games until that trade deadline, and it's going to come down to additions for this team. The division stuff, it's going to be close. It feels like it's going to be close. And right now, the Twins are in first, and that's not a comfortable place to be. Only two games up on Cleveland, three on the White Sox. But this is going to come down to additions and better performances. So in addition to making trades for relievers or for a starter, 
improving the club, fortifying the roster. They are going to need Sonny Gray to be better than he's been in July. They're going to need Joe Ryan to be more consistent than he's been with his fastball and get deeper into games. They're going to need Bailey Ober to come back and stay healthy. They're going to need you know Josh Winder to play a role. Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy to continue to provide some solid innings for the Twins when they can. They're going to need all of those things. They're going to need Tyler Duffy to be better. They're going to need Emilio Pagan to be better. They're going to need the cavalry in the second half. And not all those things are going to happen. And they can weather some storms. And they did in the first half as well. It's going to be additions and better performances that will win the Twins this division. It's going to come down to that. Are you getting better performances from Sonny Gray, from your starting rotation? Better health in the second half? Because I know the Twins are pretty healthy right now. But remember, they lost a lot of guys in the first half. They were very, very banged up in the first half. COVID, injuries, Buxton's knee, Sonny Gray went on the injured list twice. Joe Ryan was out for a month with COVID. They were very banged up, and health in the second half will be key. It always is in this division. It's a war of attrition in the American League Central. Who stays healthier? But I really do believe that their additions at the deadline will dictate a lot on how I feel about this team because right now it's hard to take them super seriously. You can take them seriously in the context of the American League Central. Absolutely. But you know, they're 23 and 28 since May 24th. They've lost seven of their last 10. They just got destroyed by the White Sox in three out of four. It's hard to take them super seriously. The bullpen's been a disaster in the back end outside of Duran and, and Jax at times as well. So it is hard. In the context of the American League, it's hard to take them seriously. I will be able to do that if they make strong, legitimate additions. And we have so much coming over the All-Star break talking about these additions. We will be discussing specific names of guys I think the Twins should be targeting via trade. Relievers, starters, bats, getting creative. What could they do? Different ideas. I can't wait for all of that. It's going to be super fun. And I do think this this is a crucial three-week period for the Twins. The break, coming out of the break, they have eight games until the deadline and leading up until August 2nd. Crucial, crucial, crucial time for the Minnesota Twins right now in their quest to take this division back from the White Sox, the division that was theirs for two years, to take it back from Chicago, go into October, and feel pretty decent about your chances in October as the home team in that first series of ending this playoff drought and making a legitimate run into the playoffs, they're not going to do it with this current club. They're just not going to do it with this current team. I, I don't believe that this team as currently constructed can win this division down the stretch. They're going to need better players. They're going to need to upgrade. And they know that I'll be shocked, shocked if they don't upgrade in at least one area, if they don't add a legitimate reliever a legitimate back end arm i'll be really surprised and you will hear me come on here and criticize them for that and i won't be surprised if they don't make any moves and they end up losing this division because i think the white Sox are coming the guardians have hung around long enough now it's time to take them seriously in the second half because the games you know there's still 70 games left for the Sox, 68 for the twins i think the guardians have 73 or 74 a lot of games left but you know, there's less variance now than there was three weeks ago with these clubs, and there's there's really no space. You know, you got two games on the Guardians and three on the Sox. So it's time to batten down the hatches. It's time to improve this roster. It's time to get better, and it's time to win games after the All-Star break for the Minnesota Twins. Turn it around and play better, pitch better mostly for this club. As I said, so much coming this break. I will be here all week 
talking trade deadline. I will use this time to really dive into that topic and to reflect more on the Twins first half and try to project where they're going in the second half. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. Now that the draft is over, make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Happy All-Star break.